Mr. Frotto? What, Sam? What's the answer to this question? Oh, Sam, I can't help you. What, what is it a transit neek anyway? It, it's nothing unnatural, is it? Shh. Gentlemen, might I remind you that there be no cheating on this final exam. Or you shall not pass! Good morning, students. Welcome to school. Remember, the thought of the day is conspiracy theory stuff that, you know, I think that, that it's a reason. Welcome to Ecology 101, the story of the nerd and geek and their natch habitat. I'm Gary, and today I have a special guest. Who are you, man? It's my brother. John. my brother John. Yeah, this is uh, number two in the lineup of the Fabulous Six. <laughs> so there you go. And I'd be number four in that uh, number system there, too. So And Ron is five, and there you go. Yeah, number two. Number two. <laughs> oh my gosh it's it yes oh my gosh thanks for not being number one um and today is so funny because we you know we want we often talk about we have a humorous family which obviously you guess from, from some of us but it's it's a it's a thread <laughs> and john i want to talk about john because well we love our brother john and he's a big sci-fi fan and we were talking about some great shows out there that I'm trying to think if we've hit or not. Probably not, because there's so many of them. But you had mentioned. Uh, now I haven't seen Babylon Five, but I've heard about it. So great show. What do you love about that show? Well, I mean, you know, you, you have um, kind of like the uh, Deep Space Nine that you had a variety of different uh, uh, civilizations. You know, the, the different right. people that were there, but it was always a good storyline. It's easy to find something worth dying for. Do you have anything worth living for? Yes. And no! It went on for, I think, five, six years. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, like I said earlier, what always, I guess, interests me is why didn't they have action figures? Why didn't they have... Oh, yeah, that's what you're saying. They're not in reruns. You can't find them anyplace. So oh. What happened? Who has the rights... That they don't want to share with everybody. Yeah. I thought it was an outstanding. Program. Sci-Fi Channel, right? Was it on Sci-Fi Channel? I think. No, it was. I this was a pre-Sci-Fi Channel, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. It was. I want to say almost ten years ago, probably longer. Right. Yeah, and you know they brought Battlestar Galactica back. You know, but would they? Would Babylon Five coming back be the same? Would they ruin it? Is it something you don't mess like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I don't know. <laughs> Right. Uh, I gotta tell you, is Ron on? No, he's not on today. But you can go. He'll he'll hear it. The the, the woman that plays um, one of the one of the the pilots in Bat, in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, but uh, you know what? There's a character. Oh, who she say mentioned? She was also on. She pop up uh, on the Mandalorian. Oh, Longmire. Oh, is it the... Oh. You know who I'm talking about? Is it the main character? The lady? Because she's played... Oh, it's, ba- it's, it's one of the, one of the, uh, the women 
Oh. Anyway, Ron and I went to that that alien con, the first one. Right. And um, we we must have talked to her two or three times. Just a, a nice woman. I think you know Ron had a little crush on her. Right. Oh, you know what she she's the one that played um didn't she and Ant Man play the the one that the laid the girl that to faced was that her? I'm not, I'm not sure. I thought it was. I, I, I can't remember what, what her name You caught me because I don't have internet right now to look it up. <laughs> just a nice person and, and you know. Right. Uh, good looking woman. Ron, Ron was kept every time we saw her, you have to go up. <laughs> hello, the, <laughs> hello there. <laughs> so, okay. But, uh, it, is, it is always nice when you see these people out in public that are, uh, I remember we were in line for Starbucks and when we first saw her right and there was a disabled vet in a wheelchair that she just spent as much time as possible oh why we're getting up to the front of the line do you know her character's name i pulled him up here katie by chance or katie there's katie longmire and there's another hmm. no 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 it was it was one of the uh, police officers yeah okay um <laughs> we'll have to investigate there you go ron will know he'll tell us it was that you oh, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> so Oh, it sounds like fun. Um, We're coming back, hopefully, after COVID. Was, that was the first one. They had sold 4,000 tickets. Oh, yeah? 12,000 people showed Sure, up. that's how it works. Oh, yeah. So, of course, they didn't have... They had um, different con- conference rooms for different topics. Karen right. Gillen shaves her head. Isn't Nebula bald? Wow. There's a thousand trying to get in. Oh, sure. So, you know, it was logistically, it, it was absurd. Oh, it was first some one. Some of the topics that they had, some of the people that they had, it was, it was a lot of fun. Sounds good. And that's been going on for a while now, right? The alien con? Well, yeah. I, you know, and, they and get better. They have them all over the United States now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, we were at the first one. Right. Oh, no, that's it. That's yeah, it's like saying I went to the first uh you know, Comic-Con or something. But, hey, we'll see with COVID how all that comes together too, right? It's like, uh, man, it's going to be a while. Don't get me going. Don't even get me going. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other show you were talking about too, and I got into, I think my son got me into, was The Expanse, which I do have a couple pieces coming out about that. But, um, uh, hold on, uh, James Holden, that's the captain then. Uh, they called him the Modern Day Knight or something. But, uh yeah, it's a great show. It really is really interesting. Uh, well, it, it was good as, you know, it, it's all, you know. It could Mars be. Versus the, you know, yeah, Mars versus the, the Belters. I, and I, My phone's dying, so i got to go get my charger. Got it. No uh, problem. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, the expanse. The problem is when you, you get into season three is when you start, you know, you got to go back. And, oh, sure. Is that when they've already did the warp gate thing? They've already discovered by that point, huh? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen it. I know that I think what? it's on either Netflix or... Wait, you jumped or, into Series 3? You jumped right into Series yes. 3? You didn't go back to well, the beginning? I, when, I first, when I first started watching it, it was already second or third season. Oh, it's on Amazon? I think it's on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, uh, you gotta go back and watch the whole thing. A couple really good, good ones on. Yeah, 
Are you talking about Netflix? Yeah. I kind of think what we're going through with this COVID-19 may be another sci-fi thing that we don't even know about. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot being produced right now that, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. I think the whole society is caught up in some sci-fi. <laughs> sure. Well, you know what's funny is, you know what they said that really has become, they can work on and people worked on home was uh, animated stuff. And one of the ones that I started watching, I told my guys about it, they're like, oh, was on CBS All Access. It's the guys that did Rick and Morty. They did, uh, it's called um, uh, The Lower Decks. And it's basically, it's it's an animated Star Trek one, but it it's funny because it pokes fun at Star Trek, but it knows it's Star Trek. What else did we do? I just wanted to say, I was wrong. I'm glad we followed our guts today. You are my mentor. <laughs> Whatever, nerd. Come on, we can hang without me being your mentor. I thought you wanted that. Yeah, my target kind of moves. Well, from now on, no more being obsessed with rank. Time to start appreciating what I have right here. Hey, you know what? I like this new Boimler. Good work today, Boimler. Ransom says you're one of his best. Thank you, Captain Riker, sir! Hey! How about you buy me a drink? You know, since we're even, remember track. with the alien. And it's funny back. just all the inside jokes and stuff, but it's an interesting show and it's it's goofy humor. You know, it's Rick and Morty humor. But uh, it's on there and uh, I don't know, I thought it was I thought they even had Riker on there too at the end. <laughs> just kind of the way he does his warp hey, is so funny. Have you seen this uh, Snowpiercer? It's on like I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie with uh um Oh my gosh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Captain America. My Oh boy, this is terrible. You're catching me first well, thing in the morning. No, what, what, this is, what this is about, it's a futuristic thing. Mm -hmm. The you train. Know, we're in the, the middle of a, a, a new ice age. Right. So they have a train mm -hmm. that uh, I think each, they say like 10 cars or whatever, and I think they're like a mile long or whatever. Yes. And they... Society. You know, they're... they're uh, they captured the or the, the the cream of society was supposed to be on the train. Yes, and so anyway, it's interesting. You should watch the movie because there's a movie for it, Snowpiercer, and it's the it's it's really different. And I'm sure the show is sort of like the. Do you remember? Um, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, Logan's Run. Remember it was the movie, and then they did the TV show and expanded it. That's pretty much what they did. So they took the snow. So Snowpiercer, yeah, it's in, it's really different. The whole movie is really different. You, you know, Green. Oh, wow. It's I mean, made from people. It, oh, they could. I was a teenager. Wow. That's how old it is. Yeah. And it is in color, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because you got to see the green. Uh, yeah, soylent red, soylent green. It's really yellow. <laughs> well, well, you know, I don't know if you know what the story is about. It's the futuristic stuff. Remind you know, us. Caesar yeah. are dead. You know, there's, there's, you know, you, you can't get uh, the, the food supply is provided by the government and it's wafer chips. Yes, right. And this, this is um, um, or, uh, Her, Charlton Heston, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a police officer, right? But I'm, why they haven't redone that? You know, you, you look at everything that's going on for oh. you know uh, global warming and, and this yeah. and that. I mean, they could they could really do a good job on it. Well, maybe people have taken. You know how they take the uh, the theme of it and they kind of just maybe branched off in something else. Um, I do remember that scene because he says, uh, I remember he lived in like real squalor, but it was like average stuff, like on a porch. And then the rich people had plastic furniture. And then he found this piece of celery is all wilted. He goes, that's beautiful. What is that? <laughs> it's just well, like, yeah. Where they had the, the thing of jam. 
finger and to get the last bit of jam out. Right. Know? Yes. It does say, you know, it does say a lot about, wow. Yeah, you're right. Maybe, hey, you never know. Maybe someone will pick this up and go, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a sad, it's a topic. It's a tough one with, you know, everyone. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, what do you call it? A lot of. So, so here's my plot for science fiction. All right. right? You got good ideas. So here we go. <laughs> Ooh. that it's really not killing it, it, it's like a bad flu mm-hmm. right and the idea is everyone gets gets the uh, vaccination you know, they get the vaccination and what's in the vaccination it's going to change humankind oh wow wow right? yeah Ooh, too close yeah. to truth. <laughs> well, <laughs> Who knows? Who are getting money yeah. from the, you know, because, of course, we, you know, the aliens are are uh, among us. Right, right. right. And, uh, so I, I just, we talk about this at work, and, of course. Um, and tell us where you work at, by the way, too, John. You're up in uh, Sacramento, right? You're up in Sacramento, so you're kind of the, you're in Sacramento where you work at. Yeah, it's not that Top we, secret. you know, we hear a lot. <laughs> Take your notes, you know, <laughs> right? I wonder why our governor—you never find him with a mask oh. around his neck. Oh, you know, yep. you, you look around the country, you look at all of the people who should know what's going on. Sure, you know, governors, uh, congressmen—they don't seem to, to take it as serious as they're telling us to take it. Mm, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So, I, I mean, I just—you know—I like the, the I like the conspiracy theory stuff that you know. I think that uh, it uh, brings up lively conversation. Sure. Uh, and there's a way to do it. Is it crazy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some people just, they don't want to hear anything because it bothers them. I said, well, you know, um, they, they, they told us the first people who are going to die are homeless. Hmm. And they even, we even had a memo for state employees, at least that's that's where I got it. That what to do if you find somebody laying on the sidewalk? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gets that doom and gloom that people are just gonna just fall down and die. Sure, right. Well, then I said, well, you know, you know, half the homeless are aliens, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just here spotting everything out. Spotting, right? <laughs> and I said, you know how you tell them that they're aliens when they blink, their eyes don't go north to south; they go east. To oh, north. just like on Men in Black. There you go. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> He blinked twice. What do you mean blink twice? <laughs> and, and, you know, some people get really offended and other people sit and laugh and we talk about it. You got to keep your sense of humor. You got to keep your sense of humor. Oh, well, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and the, the big thing is with this COVID, you know, what's being printed is not necessarily what we're being told. Sure. And I talk to administrators all the time and they're saying, hey, I don't know. In fact, when down in, uh, in your area, your right. neck of the woods. Sure. Um, Talking to administrators that the, the, the uh, or I should say not the administrator, the administrator uh, was talking to somebody in the press out in, uh, you know, out, out on the other part of the county from you guys, right? Um, off of Highway 10 that, that give you the region. And the woman 
says she's the she's the like the administration person. Mm-hmm. She goes, he was saying, oh well, we're below fifteen percent, and she goes, we don't even have fifty percent. Uh, Mr. Chambers, don't get on that ship. The rest of the book to serve men, it's it's a cookbook. She's getting upset because what is he doing telling a falsehood on, on oh, you know, sure. capacity in the ICUs? Yeah. We're hearing, uh, I'm hearing that, that all of these are projected amounts. Ah, uh, gotcha. We project we're going to be under 15%. Sure. Well, they've been projecting this stuff from the very beginning, and, and I don't know what model they're using, but it's mm. not that accurate. Yeah. So instead of shutting down everything, because of a projection why don't you allow it to you know sure there's a lot of good little common sense things to yeah and you know what and the thing is uh yeah i would say yeah because it does sound yeah it's like in you know a lot of these movies have elements of things like hey wait a minute they're telling us this or that so you know it's just uh yeah kind of like uh sci-fi has always been like very predictive predictive and it's like, wow, it's kind of crazy how close to life it is, too. And you yeah, know, it's, it's like all these things, everything from all these movies from the 50s and, and forward, they're all, all coming. Just warning you. Yeah. Of how we're approaching the uh, coronavirus. Right. You know, it's, think about it. If, yeah. If there was something in that virus that would change mankind. Right. Yeah. We're all going to line up and give me the shot. Give me right. The shot. Well, yeah. Well... We'll see. <laughs> I'm like, I like who I am. But you know what's funny is, here's this, here's like, what is it, Wag the Dog, where the it kind of reverses. And I'm watching sometimes going, hey, like in real life, I'm like, wait, that's the plot to the Empire. <laughs> you like the what, the what Palpatine did. You know, like uh, cause a problem and come in and fix it. You know what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute. We got people doing that kind of stuff too. <laughs> you know, but, but if, you, if you study history, yeah. there's a lot of that that, that happens. Yes. We, we create something. In order for us to cure something, right? There's a lot of that going you on. You know, oh, yeah. if if you remember the Spanish American War, who's the guy who, who Hearst? Hearst said, you know, um, you want a war, I'll create a war. So he was the one who ran with the story that the Maine blew up, right? You know that it was sure that, 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 that it was Spanish that did it. Which now we find out that that was not the case. Ah, there you go. But, you know, you know, new and, cells, yeah. <laughs> If Vrenek discovered that the data rod was a forgery, if he realized that we were trying to trick them into the war, it could push the Romulans even farther into the enemy camp. They could start to openly help the Dominion. If worse came to worst, they could actually join the war against us. I had the distinct feeling that victory or defeat would be decided in the next few minutes. It's a fake! And it's a real! It's a fake. It's crazy. It's real. Yeah, and you know that there's always been things that have happened, and you say that doesn't seem right. Well, sure. there's a reason why that doesn't seem right because it isn't right. Right, right. Are you? You said you watched uh, Deep Space Nine, right? You've seen the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so remember. Well, I watched. I, I remember when it was on, you know, weekly. So yeah, I remember watching those. In the in the middle of their Dominion War, they had a plot. They wanted to get the Romulans involved because they needed the help, and so they staged a fake, fake news, pretty much, right, to get them to think that something's happening. And it got uncovered, and they had to, Garrick had to someone. So they and the what and 
Cisco says, I can live with this. And it's like it was one of those, you know, secretive things that kind of turned the tide of the war. It's like, whoa. And there's something. Yeah. No, it's kind of it's kind of tough when things good people have to make those weird decisions. You know, it's like wow, <laughs> crazy. You, you know, my favorite character on that was the Ferengi. You know. Oh yeah, Cork. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was so funny. Yeah, he's a he's a Armin Zimmerman. He's a great character. What was interesting there is they could introduce new cultures, new races. Oh yeah. On a weekly basis. If sure. They to. We learned a lot about so, the Klingons that in that was, one. Yeah. That Oh, I didn't think that the that, that the characters they they just didn't seem you know plausible. Did you finish the whole series? What's that? Did you finish the series? Uh, well, I watched it when it was on TV. I don't know if I. Oh, did it I don't know. I thought they developed pretty good, so it was more of a. No, the, yeah. And the one that I thought was really good is the one with Scott Bakula. Oh yeah, Enterprise. Yeah, it's good. It ended too soon. Good. Yes. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and what's funny is these newer shows are tying in a lot, like uh, um, Picard and uh, Discovery. They're tying all that stuff back in, so you kind of get all these little pieces. Like, wow, that's pretty good. So, are interesting. So uh, that that book that I, that I sent you. Oh yes, uh, I, you enjoyed that. I did. Yeah. So the book that John was talking about is I. Uh, it's Picard, and it's basically. So they have the TV show that kind of you see the aftermath and where Picard is. This is what built up to it. It was good. It was really interesting. It really gave you a lot of the backstory and what happened. And uh, they, yeah, and why, because uh, is it uh, uh, Remy? Remy? His, his, the, the lady he worked with and how they built yeah. their, yeah, and then why, why, uh-oh, is my computer sleeping? Um, and why they, uh, why, you know, it felt like he turned his back on him. It was a tough, that was a really tough uh turn and they even Jordy they got about all the people that were tied into all that stuff and it was good they kind of tell you what exactly happened they didn't tell you who did it that's for the show but they did tell you you know the background and uh yeah and I really got to know the characters a lot better too so it was well, good you know what's interesting is you go back and you watch some of these old black and whites from the from the 50s and early 60s I think I think that for early science fiction those are some of the you know, the golden age of, oh, right. if you want, the first round. Sure. And, uh, a lot of them made you really think that, I think that we got some stuff in the 70s and early 80s that you really didn't have to think watching it. You know, you watched it, it was entertainment, but right. there was no thought process after Sure, it. sure. So, um, Do you think it's you know, changing uh, now? They're bringing more of those, hey, make you think, like, oh, interesting, right? Yeah. Have you been watching Discovery? Have you gotten to that I yet? I have. Are you in season three? I don't. Whatever. I think I'm a season behind because it's on. Uh, is it ABC or whatever? CBS All Access. Yeah. It comes on on Thursday. So yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah. That. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's some good good storytelling, and I, we know we we tend to look at the the characters and things they go through, and there's a lot of good ones too. So. Um, well, you know what? What I find interesting is more and more they're having. Uh, female leads, mm-hmm. you know, in in the programs, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and you know, growing up, of course, there's six of us and five boys and one girl, and, and Belinda being the youngest, she got outnumbered. Anything. So growing up, if you don't grow up around 
women other than your mother, you have a different sure. outlook on women. Sure, it, right. It, it, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and growing up, uh, it was pre-Title IX, so, you know, you do sports, but there weren't female sports other than volleyball. It's definitely changed, yeah. So, you know, it was kind of a different era in, you know, seeing not not saying that you didn't see women as equal you just saw them as different sure and and the fact that well maybe there's not an opportunity for them to do this but you don't think oh well that's really bad you just think well you know uh that's sad but when you start having daughters you're saying they're as capable as anybody else exactly well, your so whole perspective why, changes why they have the right yep 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 yeah, exactly that is interesting, huh? You know, you got a daughter, you know how it is. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah, there's pretty much whatever you want to do. And that that's, uh, I think that's a good, well, you know, and she did, um, what's funny is it's how your perspective on both sides changes. Like, I talked to guys about how my daughter, I have a whole different perspective on what dance is. It's a lot of work. It's a, it's a sport. And you appreciate it more. And she's got me into, you know, I, I did the thing and got her all involved in the nerd stuff and outdoors. And then. Of course, the guys give me a hard time, but, you know, she got me into watching all the old musicals, <laughs> you know, and you learn to appreciate a lot of things. So there's a give and take there and, you know, but yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, there's some, there's some great stories. Oh, uh, they are stories. That, yeah. I mean, you know, it's good entertainment. It's good. Yes. And, you know, it's give and take. What, you know, my, my, uh, my high point on dancing was doing the hokey pokey. <laughs> so you turn yourself around and that's what it's all about. <laughs> Yes. I put my right hand in when I should have been turning around. Ah, gotcha. So you have to have some rhythm. <laughs> that would help, right? Uh, okay. Maybe you were like uh, Steve Martin, right? <laughs> Didn't he have no rhythm after one? <laughs> Until you heard yeah. the, the jerk, right? Well, do you remember when he was Navin Johnson, though? He didn't have any beat, and then he's in, he didn't then, uh, hear the music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I got it. I got the beat. <laughs> so funny. Oh, things are gonna start happening to me now. Um, yeah, no, that's good. There's a lot. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of good. Uh, you know, what's great is we we cover like pretty much e- anything in the sci-fi, fantasy, whatever, and nothing's off. So it's there's a lot of fun things. Um, I'll tell you one of the ones they reviewed recently, but I haven't got into it. Is called The Boys. Have you heard of that one? It's kind of a it's kind of a dark, intense superhero one. But um, you know, there, there's a lot. There's a big spectrum of things out there. You know, but have you seen the? I see advertisements for the Watch. The Watch. BBC. No, BBC's got a lot of good shows though with that too. No, I haven't seen it. You know, I tell you, when I was when I was in the military, I went to a a, a movie convention, and of all places, um, oh, what is it, uh, Cologne in in Germany. Right. And the sci-fi stuff that the Germans were putting out. I mean, I couldn't understand what they were saying. Sure. But just the, you know, just the backdrop and, and you know, special effects. And this is, remember, mm-hmm. this is probably early 80s. Wow. It was fantastic. Wow, there you go. It was like, wow. Wow. You know? And yeah. I was saying, can somebody, can somebody uh, translate this stuff for me? But they were really outstanding. Mm, interesting. Very, very good. Well, you, you uh, checked out that series... Um, the three body problem, right? The one that uh, I was. Did you get a chance to read that yet or not? I haven't finished it. Oh, okay, but it's different because that's from China, Chi- Chinese sci-fi. It's different, and it but it ties in a lot of like, 
uh, they they it's almost like a, in some ways reminds me of um, uh, gosh, who am I thinking of? It's horrible. Uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, why am I drawing his name? Uh, not Christian. Who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, come on. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I'm terrible. Jurassic Park, the author, right? Uh, I, I couldn't. I hold on. Oh, this is terrible. I'm, I'm doing it off the top of my head with no notes here. <laughs> but uh, it's um, but the same author, and I have I should have that book here handy, and I don't. But um, I'm sure someone's yelling and out going, you dummy! <laughs> uh, but they're very detailed. They like the detail and fact, so it could actually feel like it happened, you know? And, uh, well, there was a, uh, a sci-fi book that I read a couple of years ago by a Russian author, and it takes place in... Michael I Crichton. Is, I think the book is 1033 or something to mm -hmm. that effect. It's a date. And everything takes place in the uh, underground metro oh, wow. in Moscow. Oh, wow. And the, and the, the currency is is a, uh, a bullet. Oh, that wow. They use for currency. They'll trade the forty five caliber rounds. Interesting. As, you know, that's Interesting. currency. And it's wow. every, every station or every platform that they have in the underground comes a city. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. It's pretty different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great sci-fi out there. Yes. Um, there's a, a, an author that I think he's on his fourth book now. I think it's Michael Gear, mm -hmm. Michael W. Gear, or, or W. Michael Gear, something. The last name is Gear. And he does, uh, he has this planet that, uh, you know, humans have gone to colonize, and everything on the planet can kill you. They oh. got, they got, uh, Sounds like Skull Island. <laughs> That's like yeah, King Kong. I mean, you know, they've got trees that if you stand underneath them, that, 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 uh, you know, that the roots will come up and grab you. Oh, wow. You know? Interesting. And it's a fight for survival. Are, you know, and they call the planet uh, Donovan because the first person that died was named Donovan. Oh, my gosh. So, wow. you know, and, uh, it, it's just interesting because every book, a new, a new um, cargo ship comes. Mm-hmm. And something happens to them because you know that that you know the last one that the people that were on it to to survive they all were woken up early uh -huh. uh, from the, their stasis became cannibals. Oh no! Wow, gotcha. So you know, and then and then uh, yeah. So this, every book is different, and it's uh, I find it very interesting. Interesting. So if you get trapped, I think the name is is uh w michael gear the last name is gear Gear, gotcha gotcha hey yeah. you know what real quick i have to start doing this but i'm gonna take we started doing commercials so i'm gonna take a pause right here for a commercial break this is flight number nine one four from earth to our planet we will be taking off in three minutes Gary? Yeah. Why am I sitting in a hot tub? And holding bowls of cereal? Well, just an idea I had for a commercial for my upcoming book, Chronolosity Fistful of Crontons. Okay, explain. Well, my main character, Levy, invents a water-based time machine and is in a race against time to save his family, hence the hot tub. So it's just the hot tub time machine? It's not the hot tub time machine. All right, all right. Hot tub makes sense, I guess. 
uh, what's up with the cereal? Well, when I was writing the book, you guys kept saying crontons sound like a breakfast cereal. <laughs> it does, actually. That's true. So we're eating bowls full of crontons in the hot tub with two cold <laughs> That's the power of podcasting, Gary. Nobody can tell we're sitting in a hot tub eating a bowl of cereal. All right, all right. So let's, let's dry up and think of a decent commercial for Gary's book. Right. Hey, uh, don't know if you're out there writing a book or have an idea for a book, but I'll tell you what, one of the things I found out with putting together uh, books I've been working on, of course, my friend John Pepe, uh, that an editor is huge. Uh, it's like having a co-author, actually, someone who really invests in your work and really gets you, uh, ask you those tough questions and really gets your work ready for, well, maybe you're self-publishing or going to a, um, a traditional publisher. Uh, check out By the Hand Editing. Uh, Angie Martin, you've heard her on our show. She's actually one of our hosts now. Has that uh, online, which you can find on Facebook. Great. Uh, re- we've really enjoyed getting to use uh, their service. And I tell you what, um, we're going to keep coming back because they have really, they're great people. They do a great service and it's a great price. So I would encourage you, if you haven't got a chance to uh, check them out, uh, By the Hand Editing. That's Angie Martin. And they have some fantastic deals and prices for you that work with you and be able to help you get that book ready for wherever your journey takes you. So thank you so much for checking them out and tell them Necology sent you. You're still on Earth or on the ship with me? Well, it doesn't make very much difference because sooner or later, will all of us be on the menu? And we're back. <laughs> so when we cut this, we know because we started doing commercials for book stuff too. So there you go. Um, well, Gary, you'll give our first break, commercial break. Michael Crichton, Michael Crichton. That's who I was talking about. Oh yeah. yeah. And his his is when he when you read the book Jurassic Park, um, he could basically he basically shows you like, hey, this could really happen. Like the science behind it. That's what I, the three body problem reminds you of because they give you like the science behind it. You're like, whoa. Like the practicality of it, and you're just like, well, this is like, you know, science realism or something like that. I don't know. So, well, you know, when when uh, when my kids are all young, I always made sure that they got a book for Christmas. Oh yeah, oh, it's awesome. You know, and and I never really cared what they read as long as they read something. Right. Right. And uh, you know, um, yeah, and each of the kids have have favorite books that they that they enjoy reading sure and some that that they they can't stand huh. i don't know anybody none of my kids could ever get through moby dick and, that's a, those are uh, thick reads those are tough reads <laughs> and Victoria told me that withering heights she hated oh that. yeah i've never read it. red badge of courage i couldn't get past the first page there's a certain one. Oh. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, see, it's a different books connect with their people. Who, which one of your kids loved? And you're the one that got me hooked on, and I think it was your grandson, but um, John Carter, because you kept talking about it, and I read. I'm like, this oh, no. is good. You know what happened? I was at Barnes and Noble, and I saw the collection at like I don't know, maybe fifteen or twenty. Uh, wow! You don't know, have to have those, those yeah. books that have. Yep. So I got it. and I started reading it. And I said, "This is great," and I gave it to one of my grandsons, and they read it. And it's just been passed around. Right. But think about that that was written, you know, in, what, 1900? Over 100 years ago, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
and, and for a, a split second, said, well, how could they know all this stuff? Right. Well, you know. They had everything, cloning, they had um, hovering cars, they had the, uh, the oh, what they call it, the ninth time ray? Travel. Time travel. yeah, all kinds of stuff. Everything. Yeah. Yep. And, and you, you know how he, back at that time, there wasn't bookstores, so what you do is you would hire someone as an agent to go around and sell your book. Right. So they would go to nice. affluent people in your town Wow. get them to buy a book. That's right. Thy book agent. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Or they would run them in a magazine. They'd have, you know, a chapter, a, a, a weekly or a monthly magazine. And, and reading how that, that that whole process of selling your literature was done, I thought that was kind of interesting. Sure. I know C.S. Lewis, they did a lot of things, serial things, or they would send in things, the paper. They would do things in little pieces, right? But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's changed a lot. So, so I enjoy John Carter. Yes. John but Carter. I couldn't get into, into um, Tarzan. I don't know why. Huh. I, I just, I just didn't Same author, different. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I just read, this is a funny, I just finished uh, Thundar. Do you remember, the, you remember the, 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 the cartoon, right? Thundar, Thundar the Barbarian. So the original book is nothing like the thing, but it's very much, some people say, yeah, it's a lot like John Carter in some ways, but it's on Earth and it jumps into a future Earth and it's got um, it's interesting, and I'm obviously it's the first book, but uh, it's good. But yeah, it's very John Carter like in a lot of ways too. So very well, popular. You know, I was I was hoping that uh, you know with all the grandkids I had that uh, um, I'm glad that none of my my daughters or daughter in laws had to have a C section. But I was hoping. Oh gosh, I know where this is going. Yep. See, I told you we have the humor. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so there you go. Come out, my, my kids just don't. Ta da. I know. Yep. Don't, don't appreciate my humor. Right. Well, I had a friend, and of course, apparently I can listen to the show, but last name is Shockey, and they're looking for a name for their daughter. I'm like, well, you know the perfect name, right? Electra. It's perfect. Why wouldn't you not want that one, right? So, Electra Shockey. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, we try. But, uh, yes. Of course, you gotta you gotta you gotta live with names like Rip Torn, right? <laughs> so, poor kid. So, I, I got this letter from a hospital administrator. Right. Her name is Patience P. McGee. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! <Hey>. Wow! <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh my gosh! You know what? Some names they fit. You know, I'll tell you what. Groku. Well, I was Groku still yeah. work on me though. <laughs> I'd always be concerned that, you are going to stick a child with a name that's going to destroy them, you know. Right, right. Well, on that note, so funny, because they got me last Christmas. I got a, he's looking right at me, this, well, Baby Yoda now, child or Grogu. I'm still, ah, but I mean, I'm glad they didn't call him like, you know, Yoda, whatever. It's like, yeah, you got to mix it up a little bit. So the names, that name sometimes sticks with somebody too. So, you know, you try. That's all you can do. But, uh. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, a lot of good sci-fi. There's this. Um, I'm actually watching um, Rebels right now. Got, they got me in the animated stuff, which is good. It's very interesting. It gives you all the Star Wars backstory. But uh, yeah, a lot of. And then my son just showed me all the Star Wars movies and shows coming out. They got a Lando one. They have the Rogue Squadron. All kinds of stuff. It's like holy cow. They're gonna nail yeah, us. You know, Disney. Uh, Disney. Uh, 
Disney's really going to pump a lot of money. They've been stockpiling. Yeah. Let's hope that that they get some quality. Well, at this time right now, Disneyland's closed, so. I mean, they're making tons of money off that. Yeah, they did. did, It did great. And sometimes just one. Yeah, as long as you don't overdo it. You know what I mean? Like saturate it. I mean, because. You know, realistically, we have lives. You can't sit and watch TV because that's pretty much what you do to catch up all these shows. I'm like, got to pick and choose. <laughs> it's hard. Oh, you know, you watch them on your phone while you're driving to work. And that's where the X. I know, I know. <laughs> that's a sci-fi show, right? <laughs> right? Oh, did you see? Do you know what we saw recently? It was the last week. This is a this is a major sci-fi play. We saw the last. Uh, it's called Dark. Is it called Dark Fate? It was the last Terminator one. And which is actually good because Linda, uh, the original lady, was in that, right? And um, but what's funny is I think the episode before that they were all talking about you know the Skynet, but they changed the name of it because they changed the future. But everyone they jump into like the '90s, and everyone's on their cell phones and like and iPads are like it's already starting. <laughs> you know the machines are already getting them. I'm like yeah, pretty much. Well, so. you, you think about it. States trying to push this phone app that will tell you when you've when you've been in contact with someone. Oh, who's that just COVID popped up last night. I just saw that for more than five minutes, and I'm saying, how in the world does this work? Mm-hmm. The only way it would work is if you would have to report it, or anyone that was who got COVID would have to have their phone number right into this program. I don't oh, know how it works, but yeah. you know, uh, our director said, well, you know, we highly encouraged and i said hell no i ain't gonna do it i get it yeah dave or it's john yeah it's like like uh like how right okay john this is time to put your app no well you know i i get really upset with the fact that uh a couple months ago i've stopped at a corner and my phone says hey how was you know how was your trip to taco bell oh there's a taco bell right down the street you know i can see it but how do you know where i'm at oh yep Right, we're not that special, and you know they don't need to know everything about our lives. It's like mm-hmm. well, they already know everything that, that they need to know. Yes. Know? Did you change your underwear so today? Your, like your audience doesn't know. Back in the last couple of years of Vietnam, everybody that went to went overseas was chipped. Oh wow! Everybody. Hmm. And when we got into uh, the Gulf, George Bush confirmed it. Oh, wow. You know, they were saying, aren't you worried about POWs? He said, we have means of tracking every one of our troops. Wow. At every, mm. All the time. Wow. So, we're, you know, if, if you're a vet, you're chipped. Now, what are they going to do with it? I don't know. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, Basic GPS. And then, yeah. and then to show you how far advanced the military actually is... In the Battle of Quezon, which is, is in 67, uh, you know, the Marines were trapped on the top of the hills surrounded by the, the Viet Cong. They couldn't get, they couldn't supply them, they couldn't do anything else. You know, they were worried that they're going to be overrun. So, what the military did is they dropped all these sensors all around Quezon, mm. right? They looked like those, the, those um, plugs that you use for termites that you put in the ground oh yeah the sensors could put, pick up vibration wow they could pick up human urine wow the, the 
chemicals. They could pick up all this stuff, all of the, think about it, this is 67. Yeah. They could pick up all that stuff and transmit that data to another location. Wow. So that the Army and, and of course, the, the Air Force was was part, I think was still part of the, the Army at the time. But anyway, the Ar- Army and the Air Force and the Marine Corps knew where the Viet Cong were so they could bomb them. But think of that technology. Sure. Yep. Military is always like 20 years ahead. 1967. Yeah. When I when I was in, all these guys told me, you know, uh, I I worked with all the, the the crypto guys and the you know the guys that did all this electronic warfare, and they tell me we're thirty years ahead of right thirty years yeah yeah that you see on the market sure. But if you go back to '67, who would have thought that we would have the computer technology to do this? Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's crazy. So Big brothers are here. He knows. They even know how, probably how many squares of toilet paper you would wrap. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Square by square. I know. It's like you know what? Uh, got more important things in life to. It's like, but you know. But yeah. What are you gonna do about it? You know? I know. Well, not live in fear. Live your life. You know. It's like, well, hey, you know what? Well, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting kind of stressed out with all the stuff going on. And, yeah. And my big thing is, I like consistency. If you tell me a then you do A. Right. Don't tell me A, you do B. Sure. You know, so I, I'm having a, a little difficulty Stick with, your with a. all of the stuff that is being said and done. Sure. What What's the outcome? Yep, you know? right. Uh, I yeah. shoot, when I was down in your area last time, uh, Gary, I had people flipping me off because I didn't have my mask on in the car. Oh, oh yeah. There's common sense stuff. Bad. There's common sense stuff. Sure. Well, yeah. you know. Yep, sorry, that's your space. And uh, you well, know what? You yeah. know the thing is, if if you want, if you're telling me I got to wear a mask, I will wear a mask. Mm-hmm. But I don't wear a mask if I'm outside by myself. Getting fresh air. House, yeah, yeah. And I don't wear a mask in my car. Sure. Right. So yep. I do in the grocery store. So yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think if anything, there's a good balance that we've been talking about that and. Uh, you know it is cold flu season wash your hands or six it's just good stuff then just be a little extra careful and but not you know freaking out there was there was uh our state or our county health official right Mm -hmm. guy runs the county of sacramento he just retired we got a lot of people in the state medical people that are retiring or moving on to other places and i don't want to get political but there's a political reason for that gotcha but he was saying you know the amount of people that we have in the ICU and that are in, in other places are the same percentage of people that we would have in a normal year do the flu. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I'm not a doctor, although I've played one at different times in my life. That's you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing is that statistically, when you have these anomalies, have to be able to say what why the anomaly is caused sure you know how many people have been uh have died of, of flu mm. throughout the country oh sure last year the- yeah well I, I don't have percentage but i know that it's lower right than right now it's almost non-existent because nobody reports it. oh right because it's all COVID. You know, mm-hmm. uh, nobody you know and and so there's all these things i know there's an agenda out there i you just don't want to think this is, is as sinister as you may think it is. They had a, a woman from a professor from Princeton pulled all the the um, reports from uh, CDC 
on deaths. And every year we have a certain percentage of people that die, whether that be car accidents, yeah. heart attacks, yeah. whatever. That percentage hasn't moved last year and this year. Mm, wow. You say, with COVID, how could it not? Right. Because everything is being labeled COVID. Sure, yep. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I yeah. mean, I just, I just get anecdotal stories from people. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just... There's too much stuff going on that doesn't make sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I think asking questions is good. The alien invasion thing is, it's got to be, <laughs> be the end. Okay. John, this is awesome. Good stuff. We got to talk, we're going we're gonna to go talk about you know family stuff real quicker. But um, thanks for being on our show. And, uh, hey, we're looking forward to uh, good sci-fi out there and uh, hopefully not living it. <laughs> but I guess we are. The best thing about sci-fi is you can, you can um, just let your mind... Yeah, it's escape. Thundar, the Barbarian. The year 1994. From out of space comes a runaway planet, hurtling between the Earth and the Moon, unleashing cosmic destruction. Yeah, the possibilities. I think they are too, so very good stuff. And so check out those shows. I know I definitely will. And uh, I'm still Gary. Are you still John? As far as you know, all right, and class is dismissed. Thanks for listening to Neekology 101, the state of and geek in their natural habitat. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Stay up to date with all that's new in the Phantom Universe. You can find Ecology 101 on Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Love to hear from our fans, and your input helps make this show possible. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Gotham and Geeks, or you can contact us at Ecology101class at gmail.com. We know we have a lot of fandom choices out there, so thanks for letting us invade your Phantom Universe. Because we are still the knights who say, Neek!